0: Hello everyone and welcome to our second thoughts video. My name is Denzel Larby and today I want to give us some second thoughts on the passage I spoke about in Acts chapter 4 verses 23 to 31 and in that sermon I was basically encouraging us to see the importance of corporate prayer, looking at the early church as a good example. In the midst of opposition, in the midst of persecution, in the midst of challenges, the early church saw the importance of coming together as Christians to pray. And we see they pray at that particular moment. They pray for boldness and God answers their prayer in such a powerful way. And there's so many things we can learn from the early church's commitment to corporate prayer if you didn't have the opportunity to watch the sermon when you do have some free time i would encourage you to go and watch the sermon but today i want to offer us some second thoughts i was doing a lot of thinking over the last couple of days around the whole topic of corporate prayer and again this is more my opinion but i think this is a reality in what we see in our churches today particularly in the western world in our western churches today i think one of the elements of worship that we find difficult to do together, is praying together. I think we find it more comfortable to sing together or to hear God's word together or to serve in a particular way together. But praying together has been a challenge and I've seen this in so many different churches and you can see this particularly with churches', churches values around corporate prayer and their commitment to corporate prayer. But it's interesting, I think, in my opinion, that in our Western world, churches find it very difficult to come together and to pray together and i'm sure there are all sorts of reasons behind this but i think one of the reasons is because so many people love to keep their christian faith private they never communicate their values they never communicate why they believe jesus it's just a private thing that they do for themselves or with their family and because of this they see no reason to come together and to pray I think one of the other reasons could be within our culture. Maybe there's something in our culture that prevents us or doesn't really encourage us to pray together. See, when I think about um, African culture, particularly looking at culture in Ghana where my parents are from, I realize that they love community and they love doing important things together. So you could easily see uh, your neighbor who would discipline your child Uh, When they've done something wrong because they see the importance of doing life together, of sharing the most important aspects of life together, which, of course, raising children and doing family, eating together and so on. And prayer was such an important value and is such an important value in, in Africa, particularly in Ghana. And so you will see so many people come together, so many churches coming together and praying. And I'm talking praying for hours i remember being on the streets and there were three things i'll always hear when when you're on the high street in ghana you will hear um, cars beeping their horns you hear people talking loudly and you will hear churches praying you know particular churches who had roofs but had no walls um, and you can literally hear their service and it's very loud service and all they're doing is praying no matter what time of the day it is they will come together to pray Maybe one of the other reasons could be because some people find it boring to come together and pray. Or maybe one of the reasons is because people have this fear of praying together um, or praying publicly or praying loudly together. So I was thinking, how do we overcome this as a church? I think it's challenging, but I think one of the key ways we can overcome this as a church is when we begin to build a culture around corporate prayer. Where corporate prayer becomes part of our DNA as a church, where we will live, breathe and do corporate prayer. And again, this is something that we see particularly in African churches. This has been such a big part of them, such a big part of their culture, that it's what they breathe out. And again, this is something that we see in the early church. Prayer and corporate prayer was a key part right at the beginning of the early church we see in Acts chapter 2 verses 42 the passage says they devoted themselves to the apostles teaching to fellowship to breaking of bread and to prayer so this was the first structure of the church this is what they did as a church and we see prayer was there right in the beginning well my question is where did they get this structure from where did they get this understanding from personally I don't think that they came together had this board meeting and you know wrote down some of the tips or some of the ideas of how to make church successful or what to do as a church but I think they knew exactly what to do when the first church began because of what they saw Jesus doing when he was with them and we see those three things Jesus taught people many times Jesus spent the bulk of his ministry teaching people Jesus fellowshiped Jesus was always eating with different types of people. He valued fellowship. And then we see Jesus prayed. And his disciples would have saw many opportunities where Jesus went off to pray privately and times when he prayed with them. So it seems like they took all of these important things that they saw Jesus doing, like teaching, like fellowship, like prayer, and incorporated it into the structure of the church and to what they do together. So they basically had a jesus culture they saw what jesus did and they brought those values they brought those key things into the structure of the church teaching fellowship and prayer and it makes sense why in the early stages they came together to pray even in the midst of challenges and i think this is something that we need to think about today having a jesus culture church where teaching is a priority, where fellowship is a priority, where corporate prayer is a priority as well. But I think, again, this has to do with our culture. This needs to be ingrained in our DNA as a church. And maybe some of the ways we can ingrain this in our DNA or make this part of our culture is maybe we need to consistently hear sermons around prayer. Maybe we need to begin to create spaces where people can be encouraged uh, to pray corporately maybe it could be by us encouraging prayer in all our activities you know the life of the church everything we do prayer being corporate prayer being essential maybe this looks like a church that encourages one another to come together to pray it's a beautiful thing when we come together and communicate to our god to the king of kings to our lord who hears our prayer and i think this is some things that we need to think about as a church and as individuals today. So hopefully these are some thoughts that we can think about uh, throughout this week. So let's pray together. Heavenly Father, I thank you for the opportunity we have to know you as a church. I thank you, Lord, that today you want us to understand the importance of corporate prayer, Lord, looking at the early church as a good model. Lord, in the midst of challenges, they came together and they prayed. And we see throughout the New Testament, Churches coming together and praying. I just pray, Lord, that this will be part of our DNA as a church, particularly at SBC, Lord. That we will be a praying church, Lord. We will be individuals that see the importance of coming together and worshiping you through our prayers. Let this be part of our culture. Let this be part of our DNA, Lord. Let us take the Jesus culture model Um, the, The whole model of teaching, the whole model of fellowship and the model of prayer to be such an important element of who we are and what we do as a church. In your precious name I pray. Amen.